It's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything that's happening in the world of video games so you do not have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is... Mike Minotti. How's it going, Mike? Oh, you know. Well, I do know. Good. We're going to get into some news, we're going to get into some games. Uh, first, though, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, you can get more from me and Mike at gamesbeat.com. Uh, if you, I, I'm not sure, is this going to be a post, Mike, if you go to gamesbeat.com or... Uh, Will they find the details of our little giveaway here for the scum uh, code? No, it won't be a post. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, you can look for it on uh, our twitter.com slash gamesbeat uh, or, uh, or tw- and twitter.com slash gbdecides. We'll post the both. We are going to be giving away uh, about a you know, dozen and a half. We're going to be giving away nearly 20 scum codes um, for that, well, the game scum. Uh, all you have to do is email into the podcast at games plus podcast at venturebeat.com. That's the plus sign. And you need to tell us what one meter or indicator or weird thing you would put into a game. This is inspired by Scum's uh, teeth meter, which I saw when I was at PAX uh, East. There's a screen that has a ton of little bars and tells you like what, like what the, the complete status of your character. And one of them was how many teeth your character has. Uh, and I love that so much. I'll, I want to hear people's other crazy ideas for this thing. So... Send those in. We'll read them next week. We're probably going to pick the winners randomly, so uh, even if your thing completely sucks. I mean, if it completely sucks, I think we're going to not consider it at all. Do but, you have any from in mind that you're thinking of in terms of other weird meters? I remember, I, I, like, uh, in Diablo 3, like, they were obsessed with, like, not every character had mana, so it was like, this person has energy, and this person has whatever. Like, I think the Demon Hunter had two, and one of them was called Rage. And, like, you, <laughs> you would literally try to do an ability, and you'd be like, I don't have enough rage. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't know. Do, like, think about, you know, politics or something. Get mad. Right. That, that was going to be mine. Mine's going to be, like, the news meter, like, how much news I've watched, and then that would make me more powerful with rage over time. Uh, something like that. And I'll think about mine and bring it next week as well uh, when we talk about everyone else's. Uh, so, again, just go ahead and email games plus podcast at venturebeat.com if you want a chance to win one of those codes. Um, and if you have anything else to say or share with the with the podcast, you could do that or at gbdecides at uh, gamesbeat. Uh, if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, there is a audio version of the show that you can subscribe to. It is on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, everywhere where pods are caught. Finally, if you like the show, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people discover it. Um, I also need to thank Carlos Ayin for the use of uh, the theme song. He is uh, Insane in the Rain music on YouTube. Uh, it's an excellent song. Still jamming to it. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm almost like, it. I'm still at a point where I almost just like want to listen to it when we're not doing the podcast because it's that good. Um, and then uh, one, one last reminder, I will be at PAX West this Saturday. So if you want to come uh, root for me or root against me, I understand. I or just laugh at my failures. Uh, Saturday night at 7.30, I think. Maybe 7 p.m. That's probably, yeah, 7 p.m. Uh, in the Hydra Theater. Uh, it will also be streamed on twitch.tv slash PAX2 is what we've discovered so far. So I, I'm aware of at least three of the four games that we're going to be playing. We might have spilled the beans on one of them. I've been practicing, Mike. I'm, I'm gonna, if, we, if I get to that game, it's a guaranteed loss. <laughs> Gu- <laughs> no. Guaranteed. No. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, I'm going to actually spend Friday night. I get in late Friday night, so I'm going to... Um, get together with some friends and I'm forcing them to practice with me. So that'll be Have fun. Have you been doing what I told you? Uh, with, with the character? Like I've been yeah. playing with that character. Did you give me other, any other tips? That was or, it. That was okay. It. Well, yeah. You know, I, kill them I, before they kill you. Yeah. That's, uh, that seems like a good strategy and I've been going for it. I, uh, yeah. 
I realized I never got got it for the Wii U because I got it for the 3DS, and then it was what months later it came out for the Wii U. Yeah, it's and the like, same thing. It's the same thing, right? So I'm just I'm practicing on there. That's fine. Um, all right, so we can get into this, Mike. Uh, why don't we go ahead and kick off with uh, one of the games I'm uh, most interested in, The Messenger. What's up with that? Oh, Messenger. Messenger's great. Yeah, my review went up yesterday, I believe. Uh, so this is like another uh, kind of like 2D uh, retro indie game inspired by the kind of 8-bit action platformers of the era. So it's kind of like, you know, what Shovel Knight was for, like, the Castlevania Mega Man. This is like that, but it's taking more inspiration from ninja games like Ninja Gaiden and, and a bit of Shinobi. But also kind of like Shovel Knight. It, it's, it's definitely doing its own things with its kind of own mechanics and some fun twists. Uh, just, like, the the, the, the uh, pixel art is really beautiful. The game just, like, feels very crisp, like the, the controls and everything. It has this, like, the one really cool mechanic is you can only double jump if you hit something with your sword in midair. And you can, like, if you hit something with your sword, you can jump, and you can kind of keep stringing that along. So that's kind of the uh, interesting twist on movement in the game. Right. So I, I haven't played any more since I played last week, and I'll get into why I haven't been playing anymore. But uh, uh, I, I, it sounds like it kind of lives up to the promises it makes early on. Like, I'm not so much worried about it living up to, like, any personal hype, but it like sets up like uh, the, the premise early on, and it seems to uh, suggest that it's going to uh, have a few mixes on that idea. And it sounds like from what what I've read and what you've uh, said that it kind of ends up living up to what it what it promises. There is that right? right? Yeah, it has some fun twists, and, and they've advertised these twists. And I mean, I still don't know if I want to talk about them because right, we can give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, some people are good at avoiding spoilers, so yeah, sure. But uh, it, they're, they're pretty, and the game is uh, can actually manage to be pretty funny sometimes. Although it is another game that has like a pretty lame. Uh, did you just assume I blank joke? Yeah, does it, it's still in there? I thought they said they were going to take that out. Uh, it, Messenger, I didn't realize that uh, this was already under fire. I don't know, maybe that patch wasn't pushed when I played it, but th- that joke. Was yeah, so play. so and you played on the Switch version, so maybe it's going to take a minute for that to get out. Yeah, someone, um, uh, Carolyn Petit, I think is her her name. She mentions like, oh, this is really kind of frustrating, and then they're like, you know what, you're right. Uh, we would tell you the story of how this joke ended up in the game, but you wouldn't believe us because it's just so absurd. But uh, you're right; we'll take it out, and we, yeah, we're sorry. Yeah, and I think that I didn't, I didn't think there were intentions behind it. I think it was right. Just, yeah, but it's a shame because you know. it was a shame because I thought that so much of the writing was actually pretty funny. It's self-aware, which right. like in this post-Deadpool era, we, we might be getting a little used to, but it still works mm-hmm. here. Yeah, and you know, I mean. There's a place for that in games, and if you're trying to stand out in this space, like I mean, there, Dead Cells does a little bit of like breaking the, um, a little bit of breaking the fourth wall, but kind of breaking the tone more than anything else. It's like it's you know this really dark and grim game with all this you know disgusting disease all around you, and your dudes just giving thumbs up and like laughing at stuff and kicking corpses and uh, having a good time. Um, and you know that I think that helps a little bit, kind of give it a little bit more personality, and then. I, I, in this indie space when you have to do everything you can to stand out, I think it's, you know, go for something like this. It's not completely saturated yet. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to get it for the Switch probably, and that's where I'm going to really Oh, for sure. It's a, it's I got it like, Yeah, right just now. place on Switch. Like, I don't know, maybe there's some frame drops somewhere. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? I don't. I don't care. I mean, the only game I've not been able to really finish on there was that... Um, the sexy brutal because that was really rough on the switch, but uh, that was that's kind of a 3D isometric game. So 3D, yeah, sometimes a little different. A little bit different. 
Um, give me the World of Warcraft update. Let's just get this out of the way, Mike. I want to hear what's your well, what's your status with this game. How you doing? I've been healing a lot of people with my monk abilities, namely my rejuvenating mists. Uh, occasionally, I invoke and then, the spirit okay, but what, of what are you doing in World of Warcraft? I, <laughs> World of Warcraft. What are you doing? I that's, what I, that's my. There's a spell called Invoke the Spirit of Chiji, the Ray Crane, and I love it. You just, like, summon a crane that runs, like, literally, like, runs so fast, it looks like he's just teleporting to the other players and heals them a little bit. I don't know why, I just, and every time I use this ability, I'll, I'll like, scream in Discord, <laughs> I invoke the Spirit of Chiji, the Red Crane, as if I'm, like, it's like a, it's a spell I need to, like, yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. There should be some of that stuff in World of Warcraft at this point. It's so old, they need to do anything they can to, like, uh, really mix that kind of stuff up. I, I'm, do is they? Because this, like this was the uh, best, this is the best-selling opening day for an expansion Damn, ever, I, apparently. Wh- wh- why? Now, why do you well, think Well, part of it is because uh, that that includes pre-orders, and pre-order incentive was pretty strong this time because you got right. access to things like, I, th- I think, the uh, the Allied Races. And some other things. A, a big part of it is just that I think Legion was a, a real big success, and it's made people interested in the game again. And even the people who, you know, eventually fell off of Legion just because not everybody's going to play World of Warcraft for two years straight, they're going right. to come back for the next expansion. Right. So yeah, I think part of it is just Legion being a, especially after War, Warlords of Draenor kind of took things to the brink of ruin. Um, and, and is it benefiting from like everyone? Like it, it, we are fully past the notion that another developer is going to come along and make the wow killer. We're so far past that. People aren't even trying the other ones anymore. Like there aren't even other ones coming out. Do you think it's benefiting from that? I think, yeah, I think that probably does help now, right? Yeah, there's no, like, I'm going to wait for Black Desert Online to come out. I'm going to wait for Wildstar to come. Like, there's, yeah, there's no, no, there's, there's no, like, like hope of that, I guess. People are either (laughs) playing this or like, maybe you're playing Final Fantasy XIV or something else. Like, I don't even know if you're playing uh, Slow Tour anymore. I don't even know what's right, going on. That there. sounds like I've been hearing things about that. This isn't from any direct source or anything. I've just heard the rumors, like everyone else, that maybe that game's going to start winding down. It's like, huh. I mean, I just thought it was one of those, like, just quietly successful games. And maybe it is. And EA is just weird. But, um, you know, maybe they want to look for another opportunity I mean, in the Star Wars. Quietly space. successful. It's been going for a bit. The most quietly successful right. MMO that has been going on for a long time is like Star Trek Online. Which felt like yeah. it never, it, it never, it, it seemed like it was never a huge hit. It never had like the big like this expansion has like revitalized the game moment. But those expansions just keep coming, and like the content right. drops to the point where I'm like, this game is like ten years old. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I, man, yeah, it just that's you know what it was. All those people bought those lifetime passes when it first came oh, out for three hundred dollars. That's all they needed. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that I, I I always get interested when I remember an old MMO is still running, and um, like, and then when they come out with content that I'm actually curious about, like the next generation update right. stuff. I think they did for that. That was Lord of the Rings interesting. Still Man, that would be. I I highly doubt it, but uh, who knows? Honestly, Low I have trail. no idea. Yeah, Low trail, remember, there, remember that, remember that was like the third this, one that people would talk about. Yeah, what is there like new content? Well, ESO I think is more relevant than that now. Uh, by ESO, right. I mean. Online. Right. Yeah, I can't like I haven't heard about like a new Lord of the Rings expansion. I don't know. I'm, I'm at Lord of the Rings Online Twitter account. They're talking about server issues today or something. So 
or so it's happening and like it's there those kinds of games like i feel like they can run forever just because a lot of times they're popular in emerging markets with like a lot of those pc bangs or whatever um you know internet cafes yeah lord of the rings online updated its races and classes page on its site two days ago Wow! It's like, okay. You could go play Lord of the Rings online right now. And no, I can't. I, I got busy. Actually, I got a <laughs> thing. Can I'm sorry. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want to. <laughs> if you, do, I would be interested in seeing like your report from Lord of the Rings online. Uh, I don't okay. think it would last very long. From what I recall, it was a lot like uh, World of Warcraft. I remember that. Be- I remember this was that era where these Walkers would come out and have pretty cool ideas, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> World of Warcraft would just kind of. Because it's an online game, just kind of introduce them in a patch. Like I, I feel like World of Rings Online was the was had in-game achievements before World of Warcraft did. At times, oh, like wow. oh, it's just really neat. This is cool. How I'm getting, and then like they're just in World of Warcraft like a few months later. Yep, I mean that's and that's just what that you're right. It's just being an online game. Like if there's a dominant thing going at, going directly after, it's just never going to work. Like Warhammer uh, Online, Age of Reckoning, which was which would seem really cool because they did a lot of smart ideas. Like the big one was, oh, you could just queue for the PvP stuff while you're in like the world and questing. Like, oh, this is neat. You don't have to like fly to the portal and like touch it and stuff. That, that was like in World of Warcraft again, like a few months later. So, <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's what it is. People just like know that. And um, at this point, people aren't like just, are just like yeah. If anyone comes up with any cool ideas in any game now, World of Warcraft can kind of ape from it. It seems like they're doing a lot of that stuff. Right. Know, but. We're seeing like people who are trying to make an online game. They're trying to do something Destiny-ish, right? Like that's where right. these things come. And we have. The, the it seems like there's still an opportunity too. there because Destiny is always so up and down. Um, and if you get the one that just like is, I mean, maybe Warframe is that, and you know, we'll yeah, try it, but kind of. Yeah, I, Warframe still just, just seems like the quietly successful one, even if it is sure. getting louder. But we're gonna see what the anthem and. Right. Fallout 76 and uh, Division right. 2 and all these but, other things. Yeah, I'm just in that same vein. Like Rainbow Six Siege feels like it continues just to pick up more and more buzz. Like I thought that game was going to be like, okay, earlier this year, a bunch of people, are, a bunch of people were jumping on it. It has as many players like over its the course of its life as Overwatch. That's really impressive. That's cool. Uh, but now it just seems like everyone continues to like talk about the game more and more. And yeah, I don't know. I, I it's it's got to give companies like if Battlefield Five does come out and sort of fizzles, it's got to give EA some hope that like we can turn, turn it around if we just stick with it and kind of do it like st- stick with what our crowd wants, we can make something happen there. But yeah, um, but how about in an offline game, Mike? Just tell everybody what have you been reviewing. I've been reviewing Spider Man, and I think it, tell us all those, about it. I can't. It's one of those real intense embargoes, of, like that told me the day I was allowed to say I am reviewing it. That's so <laughs> one of those things. Weird. Right? Yeah. I, I wonder why. Always, I wonder we're like, well, we can't ones. let them say they're reviewing it, like when we give it to them. But on August twenty fifth, whatever it was, then they're allowed to tell people. I wonder if there's a part of that that's just like to save public relations from like all of the requests they're going to get from people saying, Hey, I need a code. I need a code. I have a YouTube channel. Can I get a code? It is funny. Uh, literally on that day, if you like follow a lot of people, like a lot of game journalists, like Twitter, like they're all like, they're all of a sudden are like, Hey, we're playing this game. I'm like, Oh yeah. Me too. Yep. And yep. Uh, I'm, I want to hear more, but I guess I have to wait, huh? Yeah. You're going to have to wait. I think we're all, I think we've been allowed to say that the embargo is going to be September 4th. So you're not going to wait too long okay that's not bad although like, oh man i hope i get a code from before that so i can help with some stuff but whatever we'll see help yeah yeah that's what you're wearing you need a help yeah you need my, you need my help of course you do i'm a very supportive person mike that's what i'm that's my number one priority um 
All right, so I've been playing uh, Smash Brothers. That's the thing. That's the game I've been practicing. Um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm, uh, uh, you know, right now mostly playing the CPU at like level nine and mostly winning, um, mostly. Uh, so, but I, I, you know, I try to go online and maybe the online connection is kind of weird. If sometimes it feels like it's going in slow mo, uh, maybe I need to get closer to the Wi-Fi router. But I'm, you know, playing on a 3DS. Um, I don't know. I like, I just kind of don't have confidence that I'm going to be able to like go in there well, anyone who's played point, Smash Brothers at any point. Like at this point, the people you're time. playing online in Smash Brothers, right? For are people who are really into Smash Brothers, like com- pretty like competitively. There's not a lot of like kind of casual people still using the 3DS Smash Brothers online mode. Right. I'm just looking for the cheapest tactics possible. That's what I'm going to go for. So I'm gonna you see. know what you should have done. No, I don't. You should have just played uh, Smash Brothers continuously your entire life since like 2001, like me. And then the best time to plant a Smash Brothers is 20 years ago, Mike. Yeah, Thomas Jefferson, right there, said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So we'll see how that goes. Um, There's a couple other games I've been practicing, but mostly I've been not playing games because I hurt my hand at the end of last week. Uh, it was the end of the day on Friday. I'm finishing up, like doing some work. I was actually going to do some more work after this. but I was, I, I'm like reviewing a keyboard and I was kind of like being really lazy. I was like playing with my kid and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go get on the laptop, connect this laptop or connect this keyboard to the laptop on the ground. It sort of laid down and used the keyboard down there. And I think I must have just strained my wrist uh, a little bit doing that. And it must have agitated all of the dead cells I was playing up to that point on the Switch portably because it was like 80 hours of dead cells at that point. Um, and. I'm like, hey, Jason, my, Jason's our, our managing editor at GameSpeed. Jason, uh, hey, here's my last story. I, I need to go because my hand really hurts in a way that feels like repetitive stress injury or carpal tunnel. Um, so he's like, yeah, yeah, for sure, go. And it just kind of didn't get better. Like, normally, I've, I've had, like, weird pains in my hand for, you know, before, and they'll go away. Uh, this one was like, okay, no, clearly I think I might have done something here. So put a bunch of ice on it, started taking ibuprofen and aspirin and doing exercises, and it's better now. It's better, but I still feel right, just right here, something. I've um, had friends who've just been having horrible wrist issues uh, too lately. Uh, I kind of was having my own. Like, I, my hand was falling asleep a lot. Right. So uh, there's some the tingles from better. that. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a little bit better now, but yeah, we're definitely, you know, we're getting old and all of this yeah. uh, extensive just, wrist, yeah. wrist action, insert your mm-hmm. joke here, is catching up with us. So. <laughs> Masturbation. Yes. That was no. the joke. That's sorry. Right, um, yeah, I um, I I think the key is actually good posture and relaxing my shoulders. Like apparently, a lot of it starts up here, and I'm I'm realizing like I can't really tilt my head much this way. It's been like that for decades, like literally since I was a teenager. Um, so I've been I've been trying to like stretch that more regularly. I never really did that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a whole thing. Show me again. Uh, Which way can't you tilt it? So either way, actually, but like especially so. If <laughs> Look I, at this. Look at this tilt action, Joe. Well, your shoulders are completely perpendicular to the ground. Oh, shut up. T- Look there. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. it's way better than me for sure. Like I'm uh-huh, trying to keep man. my head. This is it. This is it. <laughs> and then the other <laughs> side, I can do a little bit more. Look at this tilt action, idiot. Suck at tilting your head. <laughs> well, you're. I mean, I, I've never said you weren't better than me, Mike. Wow. Of course. Yeah. Well, you sure are stupid. Yeah, and so I think that might be my, one of my problems. But also, apparently, if you sit up straight, uh, you avoid a lot of these problems because you don't like strain the other parts of your body to like make up for the Nobody fact that you're a slouching piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? 
Um, so I'm trying to do all of these things, and it, it seems like it's working. And of course, my hand gets hurt like the week before I have a stupid tournament at PAX that I'm flying to Seattle specifically for. Oh, that's for. good, though. You have an excuse. I know, built-in thing, yeah, for sure. I'm going to go in with a splint. And, like, oh, you should wear there. a cast, and then, like... I should totally wear it. And then when the referee's <laughs> not looking, hit people with it. Yeah, I think that's my plan. That's a good <laughs> one. I'll, and I'll keep, I'll keep uh, the, blast, the glass bottles in there as well, and I'll just take those out and hit people like in the, the head. Cowboy uh, Bob Wharton strategy. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um. So, yeah, it's a thing I'm going to have to, like, kind of be mindful of. So I have been playing as many games, but because I'm a moron and addicted... Uh, to Dead Cells, I still tried to play it a little bit, uh, even after like literally like two day on Sunday I was playing it. Did you beat it yet? I, I got a controller, a gamepad, put it on the TV, tried to like I went and did a completely different strategy than what I've been do- doing, and I beat the boss. So hey. I um, yeah. So and it was you know this is after after I'm like I hurt my hand playing it all week and trying to beat the boss, and then I'm never gonna beat it now because I'm I'm hurting and. I'm not gonna never. play it. Yeah, yeah. And so, well, I'm just gonna put now. it down, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm never gonna like really get back into the flow of it. Sure. Um, so I, I kind of did everything I could to make sure I was like comfortable playing it, and then went and just did like that the the damage resistance thing where I was only picking up items that would give me a bigger damage resistance instead of more power. I went with a survival build, so all of my things that I could possibly put into survival, I put in survival, and I used the shield. Which color is survival? Green. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's really good for using a shield, and I used a shield, and the shield had, like, minus 40% damage resistance on it or whatever. Uh, and then I was just, I was learning to mostly parry the final boss's st- stuff, and I was so able to, like, just, like, sponge up all the damage that, I, I you know, I survived to the end and took him so out. Was it, really like, good. Easy, like, you win easily or handily, or was it close? Um, I'm pretty, pretty handily, yeah. I mean, especially because I was never, I never had him at a sliver of health uh, before this. Like, I was never at that point. I was always, like, always got, like, a fifth of his life bar left when I died. That's, like, that's a long way to go still. And it gets more difficult the further you go in. Right. Um, what, what, what was, like, your main weapon? Did you still have like a um, weapon? Or? Honestly, it was, I think it was at the to- or the pyrotechnics. Uh, so like the, the like a little missile thing you throw. Um, so you never you didn't even have like a sword. Or right. Like exactly. That. So yeah, I mean, I, everything was like, I mean, I think the pyrotechnics might have been legendary, so they were getting the benefit of the high survival. Um, but it's, but it was mostly. I think the shield strategy is like actually legit. That's, I think, I think that's, that's the thing. Because if you're able to parry his stuff. Uh, you could stop him in his tracks for a little bit, or or he'll just go right through you, and you won't take any damage. And then he'll still be set up for like, you know, doing plus five hundred DPS after parrying and stuff like that. So I, I'm I'm like living your worry, where because like I had to review the messenger, and then all these other things are coming out. I'm worried, like, I don't know, have I just moved on from Dead Cells already? Can I go back to it at some point? I don't mm-hmm. know. I want to. Yeah. But I mean, so many th- things are happening, especially uh, with Into the Breach, just like surprise dropping. Yep, that's the other one I've been playing. So yeah, that was uh, from the Nintendo Direct, which we'll get into uh, in, a, in a little bit. But the big thing was, at the end, it was a just an, an indie direct, one of their Nindy shows, and so it was just focused on you know third party small games. And they finished it by saying, "Oh, one more thing," and it was Into the Breach is coming to the Switch today, and it was out. And I, I told Mike this in, in Slack, but I'm like, I was like, "Oh, goody!" out loud to, in my house, all of them. <laughs> well, there was a baby there, but she didn't care. Um, and so yeah, you're that a was, fan of this one. It was on PC. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a great game. It's a great game on PC, and it's going to be better on. It is better on the Switch. I've been playing it there. It's like this it definitely just seems like Switch. it's made for because it, it's like this kind of like small scale turn based battles. Right. Yeah. It's only ever five turns. Uh, it gives you 
right? It, it puts all the information on the screen, like you know everything the enemy's going to do, and so you need to just like figure out the the little puzzle to like make sure it does the least amount of damage. Or ideally, and if you really think about it, you can discover the perfect way to get like everything you want without taking any damage, and it's like so satisfying because you could sit there and look at it forever and ever and ever. Uh, and you're like, man, I, no, no matter what, I'm going to have to take some, some, you know, damage to my energy meter here. And that's like a really big deal. That's going to really hurt me in the long run. Uh, but then you just like that one little thing clicks in place and suddenly you're like, no, I have it. I figured it out. I can do this perfectly now. And it's like to have that in the, in your hands on the go or like really easily on the couch. Um, it's yeah, it's perfect for that. Uh, also I think it's perfect because, you know, that developer's going to make a lot more money, I think, on Nintendo Switch than they would even on mobile. It's interesting because this one's coming to Switch before, like, any other consoles, really. There's no I, think we're gonna start seeing, version. I think we're going to start seeing that way more often. Um, I think so. I mean, obviously, we're going to see that with, I think, games that are, um, uh, like, platformers and, like, RPGs and stuff like that that are from indie studios. Right. Uh, but, like, a game like Into the Breach is ideal for mobile. But it's like it's not even coming to iPhone and iPad first. It's it's coming to Switch before those. So yeah. and that's the just because people are willing to spend money. That it, yeah. when it launches, it's for PC and Switch. Right. Not, there's no PlayStation Four version. There's no Xbox One version. There might be right. someday, but it's pretty clear sure what the priority yeah. platforms are here now. Right. And I, I think Steam almost just gets it just because it's the simplest. Like it's sure. Why, yeah, why not? Right. And then yeah. And then Switch is just like, that's where the money's made, apparently. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, good game. I'm going to be playing a lot more than, a lot more of that. It's a good game to kind of relax. I, I also got, like, a cover for my Switch, so it's, like, a little bit more comfortable to hold. It's got those big grips on the back now. So. I haven't done that yet. I haven't felt the need to yet, but maybe once my wrist is in horrible. Yeah, once your hands give out, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah once, sure. you know, pain's the great motivator. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Who, who cares about prevention? We're all just about waiting for pain, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. How about we get into the news? Does that sound good to you? Yeah, we'll do it. All right. I'm going to get the thing. I'm going to hit the button now because uh, I'm not very good at these transitions, but whatever. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Woo! Woo! News. Um, let's uh, let's start with, uh, you know, I'm, go- I'm doing a great transition because we're going right into the yeah, awful thing. Yeah, I thing. Right when I tone so, it down a bit. You could have stopped me, Mike. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. This is, um, th- I mean... It's. It, I think the reason that like it's not coming like to mind is because like I lived it all weekend and then uh, Monday like we were still kind of reporting on it. Uh, there was a shooting at a Madden event in uh, in Florida. It was yeah Jacksonville, Florida. That's right. It was uh, an esports competition and the two play the two people that were killed by the shooter were NFL Madden players. Um, and the shooter himself was one too. That's right. as, far, as far as I think we know less about him, but yes, that sounds like that's the case. Um, it was there was also eleven other people injured. Um, this is a thing where it's like we write about it because it's going to affect games in a great way, but it is part of a much larger story that it's just about guns and gun control and gun violence and. Yeah, I mean, it, of course. It was, eventually, it was going to get here because it's been every. It's affected everywhere else: movie theaters, uh, public events. It's been everywhere. Uh, you know, schools. So uh, it was just a matter of time. It felt like until something like this happened. Um, I, I I don't. I, I it kind of you kind of feel like helpless and at a loss a little bit. Right. It's hard to know what to say about it. It's right. A, yeah. It's just crappy. like. And right, it's like it's, saying, even saying I say I'm like feel awful, like uh, that could, that's like <laughs> such a fraction of what right, how awful yeah, we can, it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just it's just it's just this weird thing where it's like, well, 
this is life now, I guess, and now it's encroaching on this other uh, sector of life, right? Like it's already been mm -hmm. affecting concerts and clubs and uh, so many other things, and now it's in esports, and it's, it's going to have a big effect on how these things are going to work going forward, probably. But right, you know, yeah, more so than that, it's just you know, just like the the tragedy of it is so uh, like pointless and upsetting. Right, and then also sort of numbing because it's just like, how do I? If I, at this point, we realize that there, like, it feels like there's very little we can do to affect any change that would stop something like this from happening again next week. Um, so it's like very easy to shut off and just be like, oh, I don't want to deal with it. I, it's one of the reasons I was, I did want to like write about it. Why we wrote the story that it happened. Uh, it's just like, man, it feels like I, it's a, it's a tiny, tiny little thing that doesn't matter. But at least it feels like I'm doing something. Sure. Um, but. You know, uh, in the end, it's it's just going to come down to, you know, dealing with this not as a, a security at a gaming event sort of problem, which has been a lot, a lot of the talks been around like, hey, PAX West is coming up. I'm going to PAX West. Uh, what are you doing to uh, beef up security? And yeah, we, we should probably talk about that. That's great. But like, I think Donald Rumsfeld was the little guy that said, oh, you know, the terrorists only have to succeed once. You know, we have to, to succeed every time in order to prevent terrorism. Like, it's, it's you know, and it's a similar sort of thing with this kind of thing. You can, if, if a shooter just succeeds, succeeds at getting through one door, uh, you know, it's going to be a tragedy. It's going to be the news. And, you know, succeeding every time in a security sense is... Um, virtually impossible so it's going to have to come down to actual regulations and who knows how that happens i mean yeah. it just feels kind of yeah feels hopeless a little bit but um yeah it's a bit of a whole political world we're living in thing and you know yep. not, not, i don't know what kind of things can contribute to that oddly enough i've been getting my first taste of actual politics i got involved in uh my local government just yesterday. So and it's, it's funny cause I thought, well, it's going to be boring and stuff. And it was at, even at this like thing about a bridge in our forest, there's like the two sides are furious at each other. Mm -hmm. They're yelling. Somebody actually said you're out of order. And I was like, this is a wow. meeting of the Poland municipal forest. It's just, this feels like <laughs> everywhere, man, people are, are mad. Uh, yeah. It's, and you know, justifiably. So I think a lot of ways, but I still, well, I, I sometimes, yeah. It's a lot of it is manufactured, for sure. I mean, there, I mean, the, the I think a lot of people like to not think about it, but like Russia really is putting bots out on the internet to make us angry at, at each other. That's a real thing that's really happening. Um, and you know, maybe we, we would be as angry anyhow, maybe. Uh, but they uh, aren't helping things. And and when you feel like when I feel like I go online and I'm like, uh, you know, this person is is this person just actively trying to make me mad? Is that like literally their job? And they're like a foreign agent? Like because it, it like. It almost feels like I, I don't even want to engage with anyone online who disagrees with me because you know what's the what's the point? There's a small chance of that that's a possibility. Um, that, that's usually I don't think that's happening. Of, yeah, I, yeah, I don't the think one that's time, happening the one time in Poland. Yeah, the one time I get involved, I end up having a famous uh, game creator tell me to eat a dick. So I bless him. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I, I want to move he on. A from Russian this, but bot? Probably uh, almost trying to um, make me mad. Cliff Wazinski is almost certainly a Russian bot. Almost certainly. <laughs> Um, I've, I've said that for years though. I don't know. I've, you yeah, know, well. people are finally getting around to get to agreeing with me. Um, before we move on with this and I, and again, we're, we, we don't really know how to like, this is so far out of our depth. That was one of the things I was writing yeah. when I was writing the story. I, I'm like, I'm not equipped to know how to deal with this. Do I like this? The, the shooter's name came out. Like, how do I put that in the story? I like actually went to like, look it up and like, see what's the best practices. And it's like, Neither you don't us. put it in the headline or the social media. 
and you can bury it, bury it a little bit, like because you don't want to glorify it. I'm like, okay, cool. I, why would I know that? I write about the most frivolous shit in the world. Yeah, we both got into video game journalism. Neither of us expected to ever have to write about murder, like right. actual murder. You know? Yes. So completely ill-equipped to handle this sort of thing. Um, and, and that, but at the same time, you know, we're humans. We, but we at the same time, it's that. important. And, you know, you right. gotta. You want to do something, and you have to say you want to say something about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and then it, you also remember all the times that this has happened before, and saying stuff hasn't gotten us anywhere. So it's like, uh, but you know, you uh, at the same, you know, you look to um, uh, the the other kids, the Parkland shooting. Uh, those kids seem to be like leading something of a movement, and they're still yeah. Playing. That seems to be, and that was the one thing where we seem to see some actual like, right. Finally, some like. Uh, blowback on the NRA and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and that has been uh, kind right. of hardening. And you almost do kind of wish that if gamers, because g- even gamers, as you know, the the label or the group has been heavily politicized lately, and they can't seem to agree on anything. You, you almost wish uh, you don't want to say, "Oh, I hope this incident spurs this," but you almost wish that maybe there could be, because you know, we we see gamers can do things like uh, get EA in trouble. I mean, nice if right. they could kind of use that energy for, you know, maybe a, a greater good. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, and I, and I don't know. It's a tough one, know. but yeah, I know. Right, exactly. And I don't want to say they should come out and say we need to, you know, pass uh, gun legislation because then it's already getting messy with everybody and their intense feelings right, yeah. about that. But like right. something, but then, you know. But yeah, all, all, a lot of that stuff's all bad faith, too, because it's like, oh, the NRA is like, oh, it's just like this grassroots guns owners organization it's like no it's fucking not it's a trade group it's a group that represents the gun selling industry and and so yeah like excuse me if i don't take them as like some as anyone that i have to listen to um and then you know it again like you people come in here with with just the worst arguments just because they really like guns a lot and that doesn't feel like a great uh place to be coming from as well maybe there is a place where we could just say hey we look at the polls and 80 to 90% of people want a lot of this like really common sense stuff. It seems pretty safe to say, Hey, let's just do that. And it doesn't happen because just there's yeah, that poison of, of we're all so mad at each other and we can't like agree uh, for, for other reasons on things that we actually do agree about. Um, it's an issue for uh, philosophers and saints, but it seems to be, you know, put up to politicians and Russian bots instead. So who knows yeah, where exactly. things are going. So maybe, yeah. you know, maybe um, the opinion of a game journalist is, is it's fine within that context. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, before we move on, I just want to say that uh, the, the names of the, the victims were uh, Eli, True Boy Clayton, and Taylor Spot Me Please Robertson. Uh, they they were, you know, up-and-coming, like, top-tier players in the Madden scene. Uh, EA did say it was going to cancel the upcoming Madden qualifiers. There were three more planned. They're ending that. Uh, they are also going to be looking at security at their events. They, you know, the, this is an, from Andrew Wilson's uh, blog post, I think, on Tuesday or Monday. Um, him, him talking directly about this for the first time. Um, and I'm and, and, trying to figure out like who ran this event. How, like, what was the NFL's so the, involvement? So, as far as I know, the NFL says the NFL doesn't say the NFL has had one statement, a really brief statement. They've said almost less than anyone else, even tangentially, and tangentially involved with this, um, which I kind of has um, rubbed me the wrong way uh, because the NFL, when this, when the Madden championship series, which is what this event was part of uh, the, the NFL was coming out and saying, Hey, we are, we're not just a partner in this. We, we are running this with EA. This is our thing. Uh, we can use esports to reach a young audience to ensure the future of football. 
and and now that they've now that the, you know the the utility of using games has somewhat lost its luster for them, they have gone quiet and are letting EA handle it all. EA has said plainly that they didn't run this event. I don't know what that means. Does that mean they hire they paid a contractor to hire it? I, I, I don't. It doesn't sound like that's what it was, but maybe that's what it was. Um, I, I'm, I'm still looking into it and trying to see exactly what's going on there. But regardless of of ex- exactly who ran it or you know EA's involvement, EA seems to be doing all they can. And I, my understanding is they they have more yet to announce about what they're doing uh, f- for the families and and all that stuff. Uh, they're not gonna you know Andrew Wilson's not gonna ever mention guns. I don't think that's never gonna be a thing that he's gonna try to get involved with. That, I'm sure. I'm always gonna be disappointed by that. But I also, of course not. Of course he's not. Um, but the NFL is not doing anything. Uh, they, they might get involved. Like if there's a, a fund, for example, maybe they'll, they'll pitch into that. But in terms of leading, yeah, in terms of leading rhetorically on, on trying to console people about this event, they are just, it's all on EA. And it's like, they have preseason to worry about. Right. Yeah, for real. God, they got, uh, they're still in the negotiations about how to handle the national anthem because fuck Because that's, you know, useful. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on again. That was, it's, it's spot me and, uh, and true boy. And yeah, it's just devastating that they, you know, just a couple young guys just wanted to play Madden for, you know, professionally and they, uh, yeah, got killed. Okay. So let, let's move on. Uh, it, it, the, no good transition out of that, but we'll get into this news about Xbox all access. Microsoft, uh, had this rumor going around for quite some time, like the last week or two. Uh, this is their, a lot of people were calling it a leasing plan where you're going to lease an Xbox for them. You pay them a certain amount each month, and then you also get uh, uh, Xbox Live Gold, their online multiplayer thing that has the games with gold service along with it. And then uh, Game Pass, which is their Netflix-like service where you can download from a library of games and play them all you want. Um, it's not a leasing plan. They've announced it. It is a financing plan where it works a lot like how you buy a phone. So uh, for $22 a month, you can pay. You go to a Microsoft store. You signed up for this like Dell preferred account financing program, which is basically like you know it's like a credit card, but just for like this one product that you're buying. So that goes on your credit report and everything. Uh, you pay twenty two dollars a month, but that all that stuff immediately becomes yours. That you own that Xbox immediately, and uh, you own a contract to pay off or to, to pay for um, uh, Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass for the next twenty four months. Uh, and then at the end of that twenty four month period, after paying twenty two dollars each month, you own that Xbox One S. Uh, for $35 a month, you can do the same thing for an Xbox One X, which is the 4K version. Man, that seems like that would be a pretty attractive option for a lot of people. Like, I think so. If I was so, in like, college or something still, or you know, just even like right out of college, right. like, man, sure. And, and, and you know, uh, we're not financial advisors, and anytime you sign up for anything involving credit, you should make sure you know exactly what you're getting into. Uh, that said, it seems like it is a, if it's not a great deal, which is, I, I called it a great deal in my story and in the headline, and I still think it's a great deal. But if you are saying, hey, it's not a great deal, I don't think it's a great deal, I, th- I think it's at least a fair deal, no matter what, like no matter where you're coming from. And a lot of people were, were arguing that, hey, I can go and find all of that stuff uh, during a sale and get it for way less than that. And I'm like, yeah, sure, but like there's not always sales. And, and, and sale prices are like, people are really good at shopping and getting deals. And that, that is for a lot of people, but there are also extreme couponers out there that are even way better than you who like pay zero or negative dollars for all of their groceries or whatever. Uh, and that's a a time consuming thing where you have to like really be engaged 
with the scene and understanding how deals work and like where to look and like and you know how to maximize all that stuff and this just sort of takes all that out simplifies it and in the end it still saves you money if you go with the xbox one s it's like a hundred and thirty dollar savings for that version so it's like why would you pay for it outright and of course you're like you're paying that over two years and by that point maybe the price will come down but you get it today you could start using it today so that's just an all-around good deal there um for the xbox one x version real quick it is a uh uh, it maybe saves you twenty dollars if you um, if you like if you were to consider getting Xbox Live Gold uh, in the like sixty dollar version where you pay like sixty dollars for this year, sixty dollars for next year, it saves you about twenty bucks in that compared to that. But um, still, that's you know thirty five I mean, bucks per month. Probably as opposed exciting to- for a lot of people, and that the way these credit things are is that you pay what that twenty five dollars or thirty five dollars at first, and you suddenly have an Xbox One, right? Right, and it's zero percent interest, so it's not like. It's a lot like what we're doing with phones these days. So it's like if you if you get your phone that way, uh, it's it's the same same concept, and it seems like a pretty like I said fair deal. Um, oh, Jeff, you had like the embargo on this, and your story went up like when the Microsoft like official blog post was going to go up, and it there's did, but then it was taken down. Do you know like why was so it I, ever put back up? Yeah, it was put back up. I asked them about this. Uh, I think they said they, I, my understanding just kind of based on talking around what they were saying was uh, they were actually trying to hold off a little bit longer on Monday morning after the Jacksonville shooting. I think they didn't want to be like, Hey, look at our great news. I, I think they were trying to uh, pull away from that. So what I think what they ended up doing was like, Hey, uh, we, we got a couple of stories going live, including mine. They can announce the news and then we could put the store page up and just sort of like let people naturally discover it. And then we'll put the blog post up once everyone's talking about it. And it feels a little bit more, a, a little bit less like grandstanding, like, Hey, look at our great, look at our great news. Um, and, and uh, yeah, everyone, like, there were a lot of delayed embargoes that day. Of course that's, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, that, that blog post is up now. I think like news.xbox.com. You can read it there, all the details, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it worked out for us. We got a ton of traffic from that because they, because they did that. So, yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, next story is the Fortnite is separating uh, PS4 keyboard and mouse players into PC lobby. I actually don't understand how this headline's written, but basically, uh, going forward, uh, Fortnite is going to try to really keep mouse and keyboard and controller players separate. Right. It's um, not just based on console because you can still use a keyboard and mouse if you're playing on PlayStation 4. Right. And yeah, it's yeah. really the right thing to do because it's such a difference. In- terms of precision if you're playing the right and, it, and they definitely were kind of like playing up this um concept like it, it didn't matter for a really long time it uh, matters. but it matters a lot uh keyboard and mouse is way more accurate it's way easier uh maybe you get some more aim assist with the controller I'm, I'm sure you do but even in that case you're still in a disadvantage especially when it comes to something like building uh so yeah this makes sense it's it's fair and that's what that was their reasoning in the blog post so excuse me so yeah so um uh I'm I'm glad they're doing that. That that's something that I'm. Yeah, I wouldn't want us to move away and be like, oh, look at Fortnite. They justified putting controller players and keyboard and mouse players together. We could do that too. It's like, no, please don't do that. Um, this this is just a a quick quote from uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, or you know, not a paraphrase. He basically said uh, to the game industry at large, "Don't be too greedy." Um, and I think he was he's been like looking around, maybe seeing some stuff happening with the loot boxes and and you know season passes. I I don't know exactly. Um. But but that that's his warning, and he, he thinks like uh, it could be like the ruination of a lot of what the game industry is built into. Um, 
Miyamoto, of course, is the creator of Mario and Zelda, and like it's he's like Nintendo's Walt Disney. He's you know he's that important to the creation of, of what Nintendo is as a company today. Um, you know, at this point, he is in uh, primarily advisory role on a lot of games. Like he oversees the the I think the overall quality of every game that comes out of Nintendo, but he's not on the ground sort of uh, building games in the way yeah in the way he was. Um, like a, I mean. He- Sure, but I right. mean, I mean, there's what like Fire Emblem Heroes basically has loot boxes and other things like that. Uh, right? Yeah, I, 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 exactly. Yeah, and um, I don't, and I, I think what what happens is is the industry can get maybe get too greedy in some time. I'm not sure exactly what that term means. A lot of times, too greedy, but it, it quickly self corrects. Like I, loot boxes yeah, I are. Think so too already out of out the window we saw that as soon as loot boxes crossed a line like there was a right. big self-correction from them right and it's just okay yeah and everyone's like yeah fuck that we cannot be associated with that that's poison we can just let's get out of that business entirely and everyone has uh i mean i think uh overwatch even like i think it might it was overwatch maybe it was counter-strike uh, is like no longer selling loot boxes in Europe or something like that because there like one some, country, one one country, I can't which one. I think it was like one of the Nordic ones, or something like Bandit. So, right, Overwatch is like, all right, well, no more loot boxes in and in our game in this country, I guess. Right. So, and the, the headline I read was I made it sound like all of Europe, but I, I don't know if that's it. It wasn't all of Europe, uh, but it, yeah, I mean, even that I find strange. I still feel like the cosmetic loot boxes are. Absolutely yeah. fine and I'm, I'm, normal, I'm actually all form, but a, a, like way better hey, we, than paying for maps and characters. But I don't know. Like it, it despite, seems, for some reason, it seems to have developed way more hurt feelings than traditional DLC ever has. Yeah, despite what we say at the beginning of the show, we actually don't get to decide what happens for every game and and and, and stuff. So yeah, the fact that we don't mind it so much it doesn't matter when everyone else seems to just so furious at it. So yeah. Um, we promised it. Let's get into it. Nintendo Direct. Let's talk a little bit more about what some of the other stuff. So we mentioned into the, into the breach was the which was the big deal for me. But there was a uh, other other big announcements like the to- Towerfall release date. This is a game we knew was coming. Uh, Mike, you wrote that story. What was it like? September like September twenty ninth. Uh, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's a game that I think a lot of people have been waiting for. Uh, Switch. Uh, oh, so September twenty seventh. Excuse me. Right. Uh, Towerfall, of course, is like that. It's a platform fighter, similar, yeah. similar a little bit to Smash Brothers, but it's you know in the it's retro all style graphics, based, which is but kind and of it's all archery based. Yeah. It's like it's just everyone has bow and arrows, and I think they're all like one hit kills and or something right. like that. And you're just and like there's like a very limited amount of the arrows, and you can pick them up when someone else shoots them. It's just a lot of fun. And this version yeah. is going to have some new things, including Madeline and her like from like kind of yeah. Yeah, her kind of evil self from Celeste, though, which is what the game mean? that these people made next. Badalyn is what it, I guess. Badalyn is like her fun name. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that is that like her name. name I don't know. You're I, right. I don't remember it from the game. So you're right. Know. And I played through all that. So I, I don't know. But it's a good fun name, though. But this um, is gonna be a great game for Switch because the multiplayer oh, yeah. will be real easy to, to to do. I mean, there's another game that's almost just like it, but it's a little bit maybe a little bit more melee. Samurai Gun Two is coming 2019. I think they said uh, that was kind of the one that was like. People that didn't like Towerfall liked Samurai Gun, Samurai Gun way more. They're like, oh, I don't really like Towerfall because Samurai Gun's better. Um, so now we'll get to do that argument again on the Switch, which is very exciting. Um, I, there's another one of these kind of kinds of pla- kind of platform uh, fighters coming. Did you see this one? I think it's the Shovel Knight one. Yeah, Shovel Knight is just gonna get it. Uh, this wasn't even a part of the Nindy thing. It just happened the same day. So right. this year we're getting King of Cards, which is the 
the the King Knight DLC, like right. single player and has adventure. like a like, card game element. It'll have like a card, like a triple triad style card game. Uh, and then next year's Shovel Knight's getting another update that's going to add this kind of uh, like fighting game mode, which yeah, can, it's it's kind of like looks like one of those like two D style things, and you can select a roster of characters that includes like the four playable characters from Shovel Knight and the three like sort of expansions, but you can also play as, like, Propeller Knight and Shield Knight, stuff like that, and, like, oh, that looks super fun. Mm -hmm. So, like, even after King of Cards comes out, there's, like, still content just coming to Shovel Knight. Like, when it's all said and done, that, that game is kind of, like, ridiculous of how much it'll have. It's absurd, yeah. Uh, I gotta, I really, really adore that game, and I'm like, I'm all, anything you guys want to do, any of that stuff you want to try, if you just want to keep building out the Shovel Knight universe forever, I'm with you, because you want, like, so many of those games, or you know, whatever the DLC for it, however you want to describe it, has been so good that it's just like you, you've earned it. Go do whatever you want with this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think it says something that Shovel Knight is like the only indie person who's in uh, Smash Brothers at all. I know it's just an assist right. pro trophy, but still, that's like right. It's pretty clear what Nintendo thinks of them. Yes. Um, and then a couple other th other things. Bastion and Transistor are going to come to the Switch. Of course, they are. Hyperlight Drifter. I'll, I'll finally really play that game this time on on Switch. Um, yeah, it was a it was a pretty good event. Um, did did I you mean, see that Level Head game? I, I I was kind of I was half watching the trailer while it was on because I was doing other stuff. But so yeah. it's kind of like a Mario Maker S game, but you know, without Mario. But uh, could be interesting, especially since Mario Maker is like not on Switch. Level Head, I feel like I heard that name and it was on PC. I wonder if that's... It might be on PC. I wonder if that's the same game. Because I heard people like really talking up like a Super Mario Maker game that's from an indie on PC. And that sounds like the name. But uh, I can look into that another time. Um, anything else from the direct, the direct that I didn't include here? No, no that's... I'm sure there's some other things like that Untitled right, Goose smaller. Game and stuff and whatnot. But oh, yeah. yeah, Untitled Goose Game. That's right. That's coming to the Switch. No new trailer or anything, but I'm um, just... Yeah, that'll be but, great. And, and apparently there's some sort of like new like portal on the Switch itself focusing on indie games. I haven't looked at this yet. But it's just like another right. sign of just how... But it was one thing that indie games started doing really well on the Switch, but Nintendo was there to capitalize very quickly and to yeah, really I mean, I th I think build up this indie's brand. They were definitely leaning on it early on, and now they've continued to like build on it, as opposed to what PlayStation did, which was lean on it early and they'd be like, "Ah, they we got our own shit now. You guys, you guys will, you guys will be fine." PlayStation, there's millions of PlayStation Four well, out there. It will be interesting to see if, like, because one reason why I think it's been smart for Nintendo to lean on it this year is because it really haven't been that frequency of first party launches like there were last year. Right. I mean, there've been they have their really like their. Um, low-tier Nintendo games, which are Mario Tennis and like Captain, Toad. Uh, Captain Toad, right? Stuff like that, which is like, they're still great games, uh, but uh, they are not Mario and Zelda. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think when you step back and say, okay, so they don't have that stuff and they're kind of releasing some of their smaller games. Uh, well, what is there on the Switch? And then you look at all of the indie games and it just feels like this massive virtual console for indie games and like all kinds of other stuff that's come out over the last couple of years uh, in a way at least it's like okay the switch is still just an excellent place to be buying your games right now because right. it's just so I mean, much it's so good these indie games are like the best like a lot of them are just the best games that are coming out right now right like right like uh dead cells celeste and i think even messenger are like three of my favorite games this year so far so and, you, and so a switch is where i'm gonna play all of them right or, or I mean, I, the point is like i'm still playing my switch just as much as I was playing it last year when I was like right. playing 
just like uh, Breath of the Wild at this point or whatever else. I just play maybe Mario, right? Like I'm still just playing it almost about as that much. Um, speaking of games, maybe coming to the Switch, uh, Streets of Rage Four got announced. Uh, did you see this trailer, Mike? Oh yeah, yeah. Looks this is looks cool. good. Um, I was very excited when I saw it because I knew immediately like who was making the game. It's uh, from publisher Dot Emu, which is uh, the the company that brought back uh, that Neo Geo game Wind. Uh, they work on a, yeah, Wind they work on a lot of remakes and uh, remasters. And uh, they're 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 working with um, Lizard Cube or something like that. They're, they're the people who made that um, Dragon Boy three remake that was awesome. One, yes, had exactly. all that hand drawn, uh, like cartoon style, and like just beautiful art. And it's the same exact kind of thing for Streets of Rage four, where it's very hand drawn. And then they're also working at the studio, and I, and I can't remember their their name or their game, but like they made a Streets of uh, Rage style game that used like FMV like. People. Oh really? Yeah, like yeah. one of the characters is just like the nostalgia critic. I think they just added him. Like he just and it looks really funny, but mechanically it's you know an old school kind of you know brawler beat 'em up thing. So it's like perfect fit for them. So it, it seems like they have a really good team to make yes. this game work. Yeah, Lizard Cube that that Wonder Boy game. I was uh, just That's thinking about awesome. the other day because it's 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 a game where it's it, it's one of those where you can press the button and it goes from the modern remake beautiful hand drawn art to the really old graphics for like uh, I don't I don't think it was the Genesis it was like the ma- the Master System it's right the Sega Master System yeah. Master System so like the eight bit Sega system um, and and you hit the button at any time and it just even immediately flips back and forth between the the two gra- graphical styles and musical styles. Um, and what this like reveals when you're playing it is the game plays exactly the same as it did on the on the ma- on the mes- master system, um, but when you switch to the new graphics, it feels really different because the animation is so informative of like how the characters move through the world, and it tells you so much like oh he he's not really sliding he's just sort of like he's just like quickly coming to a stop. But when you go back to the old version, it's like oh man this kind of feels floaty and like I'm walking around on ice. And it's just like, it was this eye-opening thing for me. Like, oh, animation isn't just like something that like makes games, you know, more pretty. Uh, it, it is, it, it is the game. Like animation is part of the game. Um, and so a company like that, that is so talented at that kind of stuff, making a brawler, I think they could be the the kind of, the, the, I think they could be the people that maybe moves this old genre of beat-em-ups forward a little bit. So I'm, I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, because there has been some stagnation uh, although, there. Uh, Still curious about uh, uh, Mike. You still there? Oh. We're back. I hear you. Oh yeah, I, I hear you, but I, you're frozen. That's okay. You know, we'll uh, we'll finish up here pretty soon. So, uh, but I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. But uh, all right, cool. Uh, um, no, uh, no. Uh, what's his name? Use uh, uh, the 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 guy that did the comp- uh, composition, the music for Streets of Rage. They didn't yeah, well, mention they his name. They haven't mentioned. I mean, Sega's involvement in general seems maybe nil. Uh, seems like that's right. It seems like they they've licensed this. Right. I, fe- I feel I like know. basically these people like Streets of Rage and ask them if they can make this game. And Sega's like, oh, okay, because Sega has as as popular as Streets of Rage was. There were those three games for the Genesis. I think like there were Game Gear versions, and that's it. Yeah, they they re they let M two remake them for the three DS, and those were are, are great versions. Uh, well, at least uh, Street Fighter Streets of Rage two. Anyhow, I, I don't know if I uh, played any of the other ones, but. Uh, that that yeah, they just have not really done anything with that series. So who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, they just, they seem completely un, uninterested if they're letting right. It's weird because like I mean, almost every other Sega series, or at least like an attempt to do it again, like 
or there was either a like, yeah, there was or like one that's canceled. Like there was the Vector Man for PlayStation Two that it didn't come out, but they tried. Right. And there was like a really weird three D Golden Axe game for the three sixty. Right. I think and they tried. Yeah, it's yeah. where that they're all, all bad. This, yeah, they're bad a lot of times, but they try. Right. Yeah, like sometimes they're good. Like there was that Echo Dolphin game that I, I feel like everyone forgot about, but everyone loved it when it came out on Dreamcast. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. I, yeah everyone I really liked that, that game, yeah. and no one. Yeah, you're right. People talk about Dreamcast games they love. Everyone kind of forgets yeah, it never that comes happened. up. Yeah. Wow. That's and okay. Yeah. When it came out, everyone like gave it nines. Like, right. Sega, Sega continues to be in a, a weird place. I mean, th- I think they're figuring a lot of stuff out. They're doing great work on the PC and bringing all their stuff to PC. They just, uh, you know, Shinmu one and two just came out on PC. Uh, the Yakuza games continue to like do really well there. Um, but I think it like, and f- totally figuring out like their, or like bringing back their voice, the voice that they had uh, in the 16-bit era. It seems like they they're not sure if they can do that, or if they want to do that, or if that's like a goal at all. And it's well, just like yeah, I mean, they made some strides with Sonic Mania, but it, is that a one-off still? We don't. And they right. they they pledged to do better support of their old IP. Maybe this is part of that. Maybe it's just reaching out. Maybe they did reach out to them. Maybe it's just reaching out to people who they know are capable of this kind of thing. Like, hey, but I mean, so if you watch that trailer, like Sega's name. Is not really there very much. I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's there little, but not much. It's it's kind of a dot emu jam. Right. I uh I will be seeing that game at PAX, and I oh. will ask them some of this stuff. So that's hopefully awesome. come back with some answers next week and see see how it plays as well. That'd be. I mean, yeah, I'm excited. I that's a uh, you know I was a big Genesis guy, and I love Streets of Rage. I remember there was like the characters were so fun, especially as it kind of like went on. I think most people like one and two. I remember three like. You could play as a kangaroo. Maybe you could too. There's like just some old guy with a robot arm, and he would electrocute people. And I thought it was cool for some reason. I mean, it was a. It, it seemed like a cool game at the time. Like it was just like it was cool. Like capital C cool. I, my wife just played Streets of Rage two again over the weekend. She's like, I, I want to play that. I mean, it's one of her favorite games. So I just I got it set up for her. Played the one on the the PC like that at Genesis Collection. And she was like struggling to like land some of the like the when you get thrown you can like hit the right button and you land right and you don't have to get thrown to the ground you can just j- jump to the ground, uh, but it wasn't working and I think it was just because the input lag was so bad. Um, so she was getting pretty frustrated with it. She still ended up beating it, but um, it was uh, a, a bad experience. So I'm gonna look for other ways to play that game. Couldn't get the uh, retro arc emulated version working very well, so that wasn't an option at the time. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. I'm glad that that someone's doing something yeah, like that series. We'll see. I it's hope, been and hopefully, for, it's been hopefully the music they get they figure out the music because that music is. So they're gonna have to because it's kind of a big part of the package up, there, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like the yeah, the that. Genesis okay. music. Yeah. Um, okay. Last story. Uh, this one I just kind of tacked on. There's I don't think anyone's actually written about this or anything. We haven't yet. If if we're going to, we'll see. Uh, Monster Hunter World still has more than 225,000 concurrent players uh, at its peak on Steam per day. Which is uh, absolutely, it's it doesn't make any sense. Like it's, it's no game, no game on Steam does this like this. Uh, games come out and they'll have big first days, first weeks, or, or whatever, and then they you know they drop off. Um, but every day, like Monster Hunter World continues to be huge. And my guess here would be maybe that has to do with the um, Chinese version getting kicked off of Wii game, and maybe that Chinese audience is going on to Steam instead because it's still on Steam there and Steam isn't quite regulated in China in the same way. And it, people just sort of download it and, and, and use it without being approved to do so. Um, so maybe that's what's happening, but I, you know, the game is just also very popular. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, good for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel, I mean, I feel like there's been no real other game to come along and do something like this in a long time. Like PUBG was like the one that was like really kind of, yeah. It's the last time everyone was buzzing about like, right. well, there's a new hit on steam. 
right? So yeah, the fact that this is coming from a Japanese, I, I, I would hope that this is just opening up the eyes of so many Japanese publishers to be like, hey, wow, there is this whole thing over here that we could really be taking advantage of. So and Capcom just in general has been so much more uh, actively. I mean, this we have uh, just been Devil May Cry Five, and it, we haven't talked about it. I'm going to bring up the uh, the remake of Onimusha that's coming out. I mean, even just like, oh, that's right, it, yeah, that was like a yeah. small thing that was like I kind of got lost, and I'm like, man, this that, that's coming to Switch as well. This is crazy. Yeah, and everybody was like, where's Onimusha? Like, well, here's Onimusha. Even yeah. it's, like, <laughs> back again, <laughs> like man. Does that mean we get like Dino Crisis and stuff soon? Man, maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, all right, so let's see. Where am I at? All right, we're getting out of here. That's it. Yeah, Show's over. Yeah, let's do this thing. All right, um, Mike, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at Tolkoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O. I also do the Exploding Barrel podcast every week with my brother, AJ, and that's at epodcast.com. And I am Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Uh, hit me up there. Uh, another reminder, if you are... Looking to get a scum code? Just email us at uh, gamespluspodcastadventurebeat.com. It's the plus sign. Just tell us your uh, what meter, what crazy meter or gauge or you know barometer you would put into a game uh, that is similar to scum's teeth meter. Uh, we'll, we'll read those next week. We'll read those, some from the winners or some we really like. We'll pick winners by random. We'll probably send codes out before next week. Uh, so if you're worried about playing over the weekend or whatever, we might send out some today. Um, so yeah, just go ahead and do that. And uh, I am also on twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb and youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Uh, kind of, I'm playing on Twitch, putting the archives on YouTube here and there. So uh, yeah, join me there and uh, hang out. We can talk about some games sometimes. Um, other than that, I think we're going to go. I uh, If you're going to PAX, let me know. I'll say hi. Uh, come root for me at that panel. And then... We will talk to you guys next week during our next episode. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.